welcome to NTD News Today. I'm Chris Beers. Here are today's top stories. A Mexican national who allegedly murdered five neighbors on Friday, including an eight-year-old boy, was reportedly sent back to Mexico five times in the past. North Carolina's Supreme Court making changes to the state's electoral system, favoring Republicans. We bring you what supporters and critics of the changes have to say. It's the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. First Republic becomes the third U.S. bank to fold since March. Find out who bought the troubled lender after it was seized over the weekend. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is on his first official trip abroad. Today he became the second House Speaker ever to address the Israeli Knesset. A suspect in Texas who allegedly killed five neighbors execution style on Friday was reportedly sent back to Mexico five times. NTD's Daniel Monahan brings us more. Fugitive Mexican national Francisco Orapeza had previously re-entered the country illegally multiple times after the deportations. An unnamed source from ICE told Fox News that Oropesa was last encountered by the agency in 2016. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was asked on Meet the Press about Oropesa's immigration status. I won't comment on it because it is an active case. The Texas governor's office, state agencies, and the FBI are offering a reward of $80,000 for tips leading to his capture. Sheriff Greg Capers. We're getting closer to him every, every minute of every hour. Meanwhile, Secretary Mayorkas on Sunday blamed Congress for the growing illegal immigration crisis. The president on day one delivered a solution. He delivered immigration reform legislation that we had hoped Congress would act on swiftly. They haven't. Mayorkas says the Biden administration is doing everything it can within a broken immigration system. The secretary added that the U.S. is seeing a level of migration that is unprecedented throughout the hemisphere. Mayorkas says the approach of the Biden administration is to build lawful pathways. That way, people can access humanitarian relief without having to take the dangerous journey from their home countries. He says such a policy cuts out the smugglers. Former acting ICE director Tom Homan reacts to Mayorkas' testimony on the border. He can't possibly say the border's secure. You know, we're at 1.7 million gotaways since he's been secretary. While Representative Clay Higgins pointed an accusatory finger at Secretary Mayorkas as well. Millions of illegals enter our country. Millions under your watch. Loss of operational control of our border. Aligning DHS policy as an asset the Mexican cartel drug and human trafficking. In related news, the Department of Homeland Security says border detention facilities along the U.S. and Mexico border are above capacity. This comes as a growing number of migrants seek to come into the country after the COVID-era border restriction known as Title 42 comes to an end on May 11th. El Paso Mayor Oscar Leeser discussed the predicament. We're getting prepared now for what we call the unknown. In the unknown, it's what will happen after May 11th. Um. When Title 42 ends, border authorities will no longer be able to quickly expel certain migrants. Daniel Monahan, NTD News. A border crisis rally was held in Austin, Texas on Saturday. It demanded declaring an invasion at the southern border and defining Mexican cartels as terror organizations. 
It also called for seizing cartel bank accounts and assets and advocated for a Texas border defense unit to protect Texans. It was dubbed the How Many More rally and posed questions like how many more Texas communities must see their hospitals and schools overrun by non-citizens? Or how many more Americans must die from fentanyl poisoning? Or how many more illegal immigrants must be drowned or murdered and see their children sold into slavery? Organization member Mark Meckler addressed the crowd. We have an existential crisis at our southern border. The state's being invaded, we're under assault, and it affects not just folks here in Texas, but the entire country. We talk about human trafficking. I don't think we have human trafficking in this country. We have modern-day slavery in this country. We don't have an immigration problem in the United States. What we have is a slave trade problem. We have a drug trafficking problem. And it's directly related to the open border that we face. About a dozen speakers took to the stage over the course of the three-hour rally. You can find the full broadcast on ntd.com. Texas residents got some unusual news from the FBI. A week-long nuclear training exercise is taking place in Houston from Monday to Friday this week. The FBI says the exercises are happening in Houston and Harris County and will not pose risks to area residents. The FBI warned people not to be alarmed by training-related activity and said they may see military personnel or aircraft and people in protective equipment. North Carolina's Supreme Court is making changes to the state's electoral system. Congressional districts and voting laws are being affected. Here's a summary. Conservatives have a 5-2 majority on North Carolina's newly elected Supreme Court. On Friday, the justices announced rulings, which many see as big wins for Republicans. First, they overturned a previous ruling against gerrymandered voting maps. The ruling is expected to make it easier for Republicans to gain seats in the narrowly divided U.S. House during the 2024 election. Under the current map, Democrats won seven of the state's 14 congressional seats. Former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder commented on the ruling, saying Republicans use their minority power to undermine democracy because too many of them fear that they can't win in a fair electoral system. They're afraid of the voters. However, Chief Justice Paul Newby disagrees, writing, In his decision today, the court returns to its tradition of honoring the constitutional roles assigned to each branch. This case is not about partisan politics, but rather about realigning the proper roles of the judicial and legislative branches. The court also restored a 2018 voter ID law. North Carolina House Speaker Tim Moore said nearly five years after the voters of this state overwhelmingly voted in favor of photo ID at the polls, it has finally become the law of the land. The previous Supreme Court ruled that the law discriminated based on race. The state's justices also overturned a previous decision on when the voting rights of felons are restored. People convicted of felonies will now have to complete their probation or parole and pay any fines to qualify to vote again. President Biden's son Hunter appears in Arkansas court today regarding a 2019 paternity dispute, but the hearing has turned into a battle over his overseas business deals and finances. This issue came to a head last week when the mother of one of his children asked an Arkansas judge to hold him in contempt and send him to jail. She says he is ignoring court orders requiring him to turn over documents about his finances. Meanwhile, the Justice Department is also investigating Hunter Biden's taxes and finances, but he hasn't been charged.
the U.S. conducted its first evacuations of non-government personnel from Sudan over the weekend. Hundreds of Americans were able to reach a seaport after completing a dangerous land journey. NTD's Daniel Monahan brings us more. American drones provided armed overwatch for a bus convoy. It was carrying two to three hundred Americans over 500 miles to Port Sudan. U.S. troops carried out security checks at the port and registered those who had fled the fighting. The evacuees were then welcomed on board a U.S. vessel. The U.S. had none of its officials on the ground for the evacuation. The United States has been criticized by families of trapped Americans in Sudan for first ruling out any U.S.-run evacuation for Americans, calling it too dangerous. More than a dozen other nations had already been carrying out evacuations of their citizens using a mix of military planes, naval vessels, and on-the-ground personnel. Meanwhile, tens of thousands of foreign nationals are struggling to leave Sudan as intense fighting continues for more than a second week. Thousands gathered in Port Sudan on Saturday to try to secure a spot on a departing ship. We are sitting here in place, and may God bless them that they were able to provide a space for us at all. But we are sitting on the ground. Most of the people are sitting on their bags. We are all coming from places that are far away, most of us from Khartoum. Many are Syrians who came to Sudan to escape their own country's conflict and build a new life. It remained unclear how many would get out. The travel to Port Sudan itself is complex, involving at least a day's travel across the country's desert region with fuel, water and transport scarce and expensive. Daniel Monahan, NTD News. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy today addressing the Israeli Knesset. This makes him only the second speaker to ever address the Israeli legislature. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is on his first official trip to a foreign country as Speaker of the House. On Monday, he used the occasion to address the Israeli Knesset, making him only the second House Speaker to do so. America is grateful for our friendship with Israel. We are a better nation because of it, and we must never shy away from defending it. Before the Knesset address, McCarthy met with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Well, I'm delighted to welcome to Jerusalem, to the Knesset, uh, an old friend of mine and an old friend and a trusted friend of uh, the State of Israel, uh, Kevin McCarthy. On Sunday, McCarthy met with Knesset Speaker Amir Ohana in Jerusalem. McCarthy said he wanted Israel to be the country he first visits to recognize and congratulate Israel's 75th anniversary, which happened last week. Just as America is more than a country, Israel is too. It's an idea, an idea about democracy and freedom fostered in the Middle East. You have always been a supporter of U.S. and Israel relations, and you have done many to uh, strengthen the relations between our countries. Newt Gingrich in 1998 became the first and until now the only House Speaker to address the Knesset. Former President Trump arrives in Aberdeen, Scotland. He received a grand welcome for his business trip to Scotland and Ireland. He's there to open a brand new golf course. As Trump descended from his private jet, he was met by bagpipers, a red carpet, and a 10-vehicle motorcade. Trump said of arriving in Scotland that it's great to be home and that this is the home of his mother. His family has roots in the Scottish island, Isle of Lewis. He says while he's there, his presidential campaign is still his main concern. 
he wrote on Truth Social, it is make America great again that is on my mind. In fact, America will be greater than ever before. When we come back, hundreds of thousands of Californians have left the state in the last two years. The California journalist shares his insight on the exodus in the documentary he made about it. Welcome back. First Republic Bank is back in the headlines. It's become the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. Regulators seized the troubled lender over the weekend and sold it. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank was the winning bidder. NTD's Jeremy Sandberg has more on the deal and what's next for First Republic's customers. J.P. Morgan Chase will be taking over all deposits and most of First Republic's assets. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, says California regulators have closed First Republic and appointed J.P. Morgan Chase as receiver. First Republic Bank's 84 branches in eight states will reopen Monday as branches of J.P. Morgan Chase. First Republic has struggled since the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank in early March. It received a lifeline of $30 billion from the nation's largest banks, but that proved not to be enough. Investors and depositors grew increasingly concerned that the bank might not survive. Because of its high amount of uninsured deposits and exposure to low interest rate loans, it was seen as the most likely to fail next. The company reported its total deposits fell 41% in the first quarter, and that depositors pulled more than $100 billion out of the bank in April. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. Workers at a Whole Foods in San Francisco were under a lot of pressure. This before the crime-ravaged store threw in the towel after just over a year in business. Employees were regularly threatened with weapons, and records show 568 emergency calls to the Market Street store. Fox News reported the calls included vagrants fighting, throwing food, and even attempting to defecate on the floor. One call said, mail with machete is back. Another said security guard was just assaulted. Yet another call reported that security guards at the store were assaulted by a man armed with a knife who then sprayed employees with a fire extinguisher. Speaking of California, about 700,000 people moved out of the state in the last two years. Sia Makarami, host of California Insider, explores the reasons why in his new documentary, Leaving California, The Untold Story. The film was just released last week. I spoke with him to see what he learned. Sia Makarami, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Chris. Why are so many people leaving California? Well, this is why we made this documentary. We actually uh, saw that a lot of people are leaving the state, so we went on the ground to actually look into what are the main reasons. And there's reasons like housing costs, cost of living, crime, homelessness, and public education. Businesses, it's very hard for them to do business here. There's a lot of regulations. And, and then there's deeper reasons of why is it like this? Why is the housing cost so much higher? Why is the cost of living so much higher? So we were able to go deeper. And ultimately what we found is that there's always here in this state, there are a lot of policies that are causing people to leave. The state policies are causing the housing costs to be higher, the cost of living to be higher, crime to be kind of out of control. So people are deciding to leave because of that. So where is this state headed if all this goes unchecked? 
Well, this is what is alarming, that the state is continuing to go in this direction from what we've been hearing um, uh, outside of the documentary. And, and while we were making the documentary, we've been hearing from uh, state leaders that, that are in touch with the legislative body that the laws are still continuing on the path that they've been going in the last 10, 15 years. And uh, if it continues, probably the, the, exodus, the exodus could accelerate. And more and more people may be leaving, and we may end up in a situation where we have two class, rich and poor. California has just an enormous influence on the rest of the country. How's what's going on there affecting other states? Well, this is what also we found, is that these policies are actually coming to the rest of the state, the st other states. That, and, and what happens is California wants to be the leader of the world, not just the U.S., the leader of the world. And because we have a lot of innovation, we have a lot of talent here, we, we lead in the technology space, we lead in a lot of different industries. At the same time, the government leaders, they want to they wanna have all these policies implemented across the board, across the nation and, and the world. So California has a tremendous amount of influence over the rest of the country. And these policies may come to other states because on the surface, these policies sound really nice. But when they are implemented, unfortunately, they, they cause, they, they have un, unintended consequences, as we see in California. At the end of the movie, there was a guy named Zach. And when I watched this part of the movie, it was really quite moving to me. Maybe you can tell us a bit about uh, what he does and why people like him give you hope for the future of California. So Zach is actually somebody that is going out there in California. He's going, he's going to different parks, different places. He's trying to find homeless people, and he's trying to build a relationship with them and find out why they became homeless, and, and then spend a lot of time and effort on this relationship so that they can tell him where their pain is, and then he, tell, he helps them to, to deal with that pain so that they can become, they can stand up on their feet. So he goes out there every, every week on a regular basis. He's not getting paid by anybody. He's just doing it out of his own heart. And he's built a team and, and he's just doing that. And, and he's going to the root cause of it, which was very touching and inspiring. And no help from the government um, and just on his own and not doing it for money or any other reasons. Yeah, I can see why people like him would, would definitely give you hope. Hopefully there's a lot more people like him out there. Siamak Karami, producer of Leaving California and host of California Insider, thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. To watch Siamak's Epoch original, Leaving California, you can visit leavingcamovie.com. You can also subscribe to Epoch TV to access all Epoch originals, shows, movies, and other great content. A Bulgarian ultra-marathon runner has locked himself inside a glass box, and he plans to stay there for 15 days straight. He'll have no privacy from the outside world. His box is in a park in the country's capital. With this experiment, I want to show people that, look, we've been uh, two years, we've been isolated uh, the, the COVID, uh, from the COVID, and I want to show how uh, this experiment is going to... Guer Guyev is a motivational speaker and charity ambassador. He has run some 30 ultra-marathons worldwide. He wants to use this latest stunt to raise money for young people struggling with addiction. Those include drugs, 
alcohol, digital media, and energy drinks. He began his experiment on Sunday. He has only a bed and a treadmill. He can speak to members of the public for only 30 minutes every day. In 2019, Guerguyev ran about 750 miles through Bulgaria, North Macedonia, and Albania to urge governments to build better infrastructure to connect people. If you're trying to eat healthy, you may want to buy some beets. They're high in antioxidants and chemicals that can remedy a range of health issues. Let's, let's find out what they can do for you. Here's Gina Marie with Strong Mind and Body. The humble beetroot is worth adding to your grocery store cart. This root vegetable is packed with nutritional and medicinal benefits. Here are 10 evidence-based benefits of beetroot worth considering. Number one, it lowers high blood pressure. Drinking a cup of beetroot juice each day could significantly lower blood pressure in hypertensive individuals. Number two, increases physical stamina. Supplementation with beetroot powder or juice benefits athletic performance and increases physical stamina. Number three, may help to control blood sugar and weight. Beetroot powder may help you to maintain a healthy weight by supporting healthy blood sugar levels. When blood sugar is stable, it's easier to control your weight. Number four, improves brain function. Beetroot powder and beet juice may help fight the progression of dementia by increasing blood flow and promoting proper circulation. Number five, prevents cancer. Beets are highly nutritious and rich in potent antioxidants. Researchers have linked the anthocyanins found in beets to the prevention of cancer. Number six, improves digestion. Beetroot is high in fiber and promotes the growth of healthy bacteria in your gut. This can help you to fight disease and boost your immune system. Number seven, reduces inflammation. Beetroots contain powerful anti-inflammatory compounds called betalanes. These have been shown to inhibit specific pathways that play a significant role in inflammatory diseases. Number eight, boosts immunity. Eating more beets may boost your immune function and prevent chronic disease. Number nine, detoxifies and boosts liver function. Beetroot powder is a natural detoxifier that can boost liver function. It has been shown to increase circulation, remove waste from the cells and deliver oxygenated blood to the cells. And number 10, may increase longevity. Beetroots hold tremendous potential to increase longevity due to their many proven health benefits associated with their high nitric oxide and antioxidant properties. So, as you can see, including beetroot in your diet can enhance your ability to live a longer and healthier life. It's a special day for one of New York's renowned landmarks, the Empire State Building. It first opened 82 years ago and was the tallest building in the world for 40 of those years. The 102-story tower was built in only 14 months on the site of the former Waldorf Astoria Hotel. As many as 3,400 workers built up to four and a half floors per week. The skyscraper was built as America suffered from the economic crunch of the Great Depression, even though it's been surpassed in height by buildings across the world and isn't even among the top three tallest buildings in New York anymore, it remains a top tourist attraction. It was named the top tourist attraction at the TripAdvisor Traveler's Choice Awards. A seventh grader has become a hero. He took control of his school bus when the driver suffered a medical emergency. Here's security camera footage showing the event in Warren, Michigan. The video was released by Warren Consolidated Schools, 
First, the bus driver radios in that she's feeling dizzy, and then she has a medical emergency. 13-year-old Dylan Reeds can then be seen springing into action, taking control of the steering wheel, and putting his foot on the brake. He then calls out to his fellow students to call emergency services. Drivers nearby who witnessed the incident help the students safely get off the bus. According to local reports, the bus driver has been hospitalized. Thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like to share any news tips or feedback for the show, please feel free to email us at news.today at ntd.com. I'm Chris Beers, and you're watching NTD News, New York City.